today on Learn Me Something. Vexillology versus Kirby in real life. Josiah, I'm back. Hey, welcome back. Where did you go? Your long lost co-host. <laughs> uh, I didn't actually go. Well, I went to Houston, so I went somewhere. Yeah, that's a couple uh, hours away, right? Yeah. So you uh, you didn't mention it on the last podcast. I am moving right now. I live in Texas, right? Right. And, uh, <laughs> if you forgot, and I'm moving to Montana to your yeah your territory. Yes, my neck of the woods, as Al Roker would say. Yeah, I'm super excited for you to move back. Yeah, it's going to be, I think, a lot of fun to record this podcast without FaceTiming. Or yeah. <laughs> at least trying to FaceTime. Um, to the listeners of Learn Me Something, our faithful fan base, uh, you don't really realize it, but we have many, many, many technical difficulties every single week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it usually takes like at least 15 minutes to like, oh wait, oh, I can't hear you. Yep. Oh, wait, okay. Wait, I'm not can recording. You, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Oh, yeah. my microphone's not working. Oh, yeah. Oh, my input's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll it'll be nice to just have it in person. Hope I mean, we probably still will have technical issues just cuz how that's how it goes, but less less that's... technical issues. That's how the learn me something experience happens. Yeah, um, I I mentioned this I think at your uh, at your wedding, but from like was it to like when I since we were both one until eighteen, uh-huh. we've we've been we spent a large majority of our lives within like five hundred feet of each other uh-huh, uh-huh. because <laughs> we lived uh, we were neighbors at both houses that we lived at, <laughs> and. Uh, so you're coming back? It won't be like within 500 feet unless you like pitch a tent in my yard. Oh, little there. do you know. <laughs> <laughs> Which you're welcome to. But we're uh, gonna pull up in a sprinter van, and that's that's it. We're just staying there. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. Anyway, just like, so just like the I old just, days. Yeah. yeah, I just think it's uh, that's just a really random fun fact. And uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that. That reminds me, uh, I was reminiscing, I don't even remember who with, but the other day I was talking with someone, remember when we were kids, one of the times that we were close neighbors, I got um, walkie-talkies that were, yes. they were watches, so you wore it like a watch, yeah, yeah, but it was yeah, a walkie-talkie. Yeah. Uh-huh. I got them for my birthday, and I gave you one, and so we just, oh, we were so cool. We were like little neighborhood spies. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm thinking we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That would work too. All maybe <laughs> Yeah. I mean uh, phones are phones are just too easy. Overrated, am I yeah. right? Yeah. You need something. You need a ham radio or something. Yeah. Um well, I have to say it was a lot of fun to just listen to the podcast. I wasn't involved at all. I just was like What's happening on Learn Me Something today? Yeah. And I just yeah. hit play. It was yeah. Ch- Chaz did such a good job. He really he, uh, did. Yeah, yeah. 
He's a, uh, he's a, I a good giggled first a lot. Co-host. Good. Good. That was we can have him back sometime. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um. Oh, so, yeah. So I guess we didn't have a punishment last week, uh, because that would have been weird to make Chaz do something. If yeah. You lost. <laughs> uh, why don't but, you uh, give me an update on how my scarf is going? The punishment oh, yeah, yeah. before you had to knit me a scarf. How's what's yeah. your progress on that? I don't have it in this room, but it's probably about eight, nine inches, eight or nine inches. Okay, <laughs> close progress. to a foot. <laughs> I You're... made it way too wide. It's probably like <laughs> it's it's like a square and it's like eight or nine inches long too. Woo! <laughs> so that's very funny. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna cheat it a little bit and just once I can stretch it to five feet, then <laughs> I'm gonna finish it up. <laughs> well, you've at nine inches. You're. Well, I guess I haven't measured my neck in a while, but you're probably <laughs> one full, if you were to tie it together at the end, one full rotation around my neck. <laughs> oh, if it's like really tight around your neck? Yeah, if, like if you're a, going for more of like a choker scarf, then I think you're almost yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we should have made that the rules. Not a scarf. Ooh, I yeah. can't wait. Oh, good. Uh yeah, why don't you tell all our new listeners, hopefully there are some of you out there, uh, oh, what the yeah, podcast is. Still listening, yeah. So this is a competitive <laughs> teaching podcast where we each come prepared with a topic to che- teach each other, and then we have you as the listeners decide who wins and who loses. And then this is where the punishment comes in. The loser has to do the uh, punishment for that episode. So I've and lost a been... couple times in a row, yeah. Yeah, it's been... Uh, between you losing, uh, you've lost twice in a row now, yeah. and then I was off. I was off an episode uh, while Chaz was co-hosting or guest hosting, and so it's just it's been like six weeks since I've done a punishment. I have to <laughs> say it's kind of nice. You miss it? Oh, <laughs> I no, I not even a little bit. <laughs> it's bittersweet. I was thinking the other day. I was like, man, this is what it's like to not be consistently being forced to do something that is not very fun yeah. by, <laughs> yeah. by a podcast audience. Yeah, so you know, you're not being pushed, though, as much as you normally would be. Yeah, it's true. So uh, I've, uh, I've relaxed <laughs> in my ways. You're getting weak. <laughs> okay, so hopefully I can bring the heat with my topic this week. Uh, we usually like to play a game to decide who goes first. Uh-huh. And uh, so, so this episode, we're gonna. I am going to guess how many boxes Caleb and Mallory have packed. Yes. And if I'm within ten percent, then uh-huh. I that means I win. But if not, he wins. Okay. Um. So to give you a little more information to help you okay. out, we live in an 1,100 square foot apartment. Okay. It's two bedrooms, or like a bedroom and half a bedroom, mm-hmm. and a bathroom. And you know, the other regular rooms um, <laughs> that one would have in a typical apartment. Uh, and we have not packed everything yet, but we're close. Okay. okay. That's all I'm giving uh, you. Okay. I'm just going to come right out and say 30 boxes. 30 boxes. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of a funny one because you really have no way of knowing. I have like, no idea. How much we have and... 
Or like what size boxes? (laughs) Okay. Well, I don't know if that's is that. I think it's too high. But yeah, go ahead. You were close, but not close enough. Mm. We currently have twenty three boxes packed. Oh, okay. Uh, And so ten percent would. You had an error allowance of two point three (laughs) boxes. So. (laughs) So if you had twenty five point three, then I would have made it. You would have made okay. it. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I was within, I was seven away. That's not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. Okay. So, since you win, who gets to go first? Uh, I'm going to go first. Okay. It's, it's been a long time since I've learned you something, and I yeah. miss it. I'm excited. You ready for it? Okay. I'm ready for it. Okay, Josiah. Uh, <laughs> okay, this is a weird one. So, to give you some reference... I keep a running list in my notes page on my phone of podcast topic ideas. And I, I went to research for this one, for this week's episode, and I th- I was like, let's just go look through and see if there's any that kind of stand out to me, any that I'd mm-hmm. want to do. So mm-hmm. I've got a good list of like 20, and I'm looking through like, oh, that could be fun. I want to save that. I'll do that one later, that kind of thing. And I came across this one, and I thought, I have never heard this word before. It's just one word on my notes page. And uh, I don't remember writing it down. I don't remember where it came from. So I saw it and I was like, what is that? And uh, so I Googled it because I had no idea. And what appeared on the Google search um, was... (laughs) Just, it was fascinating. <laughs> okay, so we talked about this last night, and you were saying that you've got, like, a story prepared. Yes. And I was like, and you were saying that it's just wild. And I was like, oh, that kind of reminds me of a story uh-huh. that, I, that I've been wanting to do since before we started. Uh-huh. And I was, like, I was like, does the word start with T? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I still don't know if it's the right, the right one, but let me... Let me give you a, a keyword and see if this makes any sense. Okay. With uh, Kirby. Uh, no. We were. Th- oh, okay. You got it wrong. I, what you thought oh, it was. I, I hope. I hope it's a different thing. Okay. Unless I What's, just didn't research well and you no, didn't no, get no. it right. <laughs> oh, maybe. Uh, I'll. I can explain later. Uh, what's the word? Okay. Have you ever heard the word Tarari? It is. <laughs> oh. okay. It is the same one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I get why you, you get said it now? Kirby. Okay. Okay. We can we can explain as we go. It'll make more sense. Yes. Okay. Okay. That makes so much more sense. I'm putting two and two together. Shoot. I've been wanting to do this one for a long time. Yes. And I have no idea where this came from. <laughs> I don't know where I saw it that gave me the inspiration, yeah. but I literally yeah. was like... What is this? And I Googled it and was incredibly pleasantly surprised with what I discovered. <laughs> okay. So I know so, a little bit about this, but it's been a while. So uh, I'm excited to hear about it again. Okay. So are you ready for this, Josiah? Yes, I am ready. All right. So the word terrari, which would you say terrari or terrare or terrare? Uh, I've heard it pronounced a couple ways and I wasn't sure. Yeah. Uh, I kind of would read it as tarare, but I say say whatever 
feels most natural. <laughs> okay, we can go with Terrari. Um, Terrari? Okay. S- Terrari, yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> ooh, the story just makes me laugh. It's absurd. Um, so, Terrari is the name of a guy, okay? And uh, it's kind of fun that you know a little bit about this. You can kind of jump in if there's some information you already know about. Um, so this is a French man who was born back in 1772. And uh, we don't know if Terrari is his real name or like a nickname, but that's the only thing he's ever gone by. Yeah. Just no first name or last name, just Terrari. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so this guy, you might be asking... Well, what makes him interesting? Um, well, Terrare had some biological difference <laughs> that no one else really has had. And it made it so that he had quite the appetite. <laughs> uh, holy cow. Okay. So let's just... Let's start from the beginning, and then we can ease into the craziness of this guy. Okay. I, so yeah, I think we need to ease in a little bit. Yeah, it, it gets wild. Um, and let me let me just preface before I get into it that there's actually parts of this story that I've left out, because you'll learn soon it's kind of gross. And there, when I did my research, there were a lot of really gross things. And I was like, yeah. the story's fun, but we don't need all the details. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in case someone some listener out there is already a Terrari expert, um I'm purposefully leaving out some details for the sake of this actually being an enjoyable topic. <laughs> uh so, so he was born seventeen seventy two in France. Uh and so he's growing up, his parents quickly realize there's something different about this little guy. He eats so much food. Uh, and so he keeps growing up, keeps eating more and more food. Parents are getting concerned. And uh, it gets to the point where he becomes a teenager. And his parents could not afford to feed him anymore, so they kicked him out of the house. To reference, or to give you a little um, estimation of why they couldn't afford to uh, have him around... By the time he was a teenager, he could he could eat, and he would eat his body weight worth of cow meat um, every single day. That's so insane. And uh, the other weird thing, though, is that he was tiny. So everything I read says he was average height, but he was also just under a hundred pounds for most of his oh, life. So wow. he. He ate, yeah, so he's kind of severely underweight, and his appetite is never satisfied. <laughs> but so he just keeps on eating and eating. So he hits, he hits the teenage years, starts eating quarters, like a quarter of a cow every day. Um, eventually That's his parents so say, nasty. listen, yeah, <laughs> uh, this, this story gets ridiculous. Yeah. His parents say, uh, I'm really sorry, we love you, but we can't afford for you to be in this house. So they kick him out. So he says, well, what do I do now? Soon after, he figures out, I've got just the plan. He joins 
this group of thieves, right? And this group of thieves, they travel around. And what they would do was he became known. He was like an act, right? So he became mm-hmm. known all around the area as the man who ke- the man who could eat anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what they would do was they would put him in front of a crowd and he would just eat stuff. <laughs> and while he was just eating stuff, the thieves would go and like pickpocket the whole audience. And then, uh, so oh. they'd get all this money. Brilliant. And, <laughs> and he would eat stuff. And then, of course, <laughs> he would have to eat more because of this appetite of his. Right. But they could just, that um, they just pickpocket more people. Exactly. Yeah, so he becomes he becomes pretty well known around the area as the man who could eat anything, or the amazing man who could eat anything. Okay. Um, and when I say eat anything, I mean like he would eat stones or corks. Um, there are stories of him eating, like just dumping full baskets of apples into his mouth and then just swallowing just them. Like a horse. Uh yeah, a little bit grosser, but he would eat full animals. Like, sometimes they were alive. Like, one of the mm-hmm. stories is that he ate an entire eel one time without chewing. Oh, He just put right it in his hatch. mouth and swallowed. Whew, yeah. So, you may be wondering, Josiah, well, how is this possible? How can he do this? And uh, he's known as a medical mystery, there's like really no other documented cases like this, mm-hmm. um, but let's get into a little bit his physical appearance to show you how he's able to do some of these large feats of eating. Um, <laughs> so he had an abnormally wide mouth, and his lips—he almost didn't have any lips. So he was a strange-looking guy. Like, his mouth was... Big mouth, no lips. So, yeah, just picture that. Uh, Don't try to picture it too late at night. Otherwise, it might give you some nightmares. (laughs) Um, And then he had a deformed jaw. So the weirdest thing about this guy is almost every single thing about him allowed him to eat massive amounts of food. Yeah. And it was just, I don't know, super weird. But he had a deformed jaw to the point where when he opened his jaw, there would be a four-inch gap between his two jaws. Oh, my. That's huge. Yeah. Two, three, four. That's so big. That's nasty. Yeah. Um, oh, don't you worry. It gets worse. Let's move on to his cheeks. Uh, so his cheeks were wrinkly. He had wrinkled cheeks, um, because when he stuffed them full, they would stretch out like rubber and allow him to hold food in his cheeks like a chipmunk. Right. Uh, and it said that he could hold 12 eggs just in his cheeks, like not his mouth, like 12 full eggs in his cheeks. Um, and so... And then they'd be stretched out like a chipmunk's. That's and when, so uh, crazy. Yeah, when he didn't have food in there, <laughs> his cheeks would just be wrinkly and gross like a deflated balloon. 
Um, there's a similar situation on his belly. So for whatever reason, his belly acted as a giant balloon. So when his, when he was full, his belly looked like a huge balloon. It would stretch out again, kind of like rubber. And Mm -hmm. he would almost look like he would look third trimester pregnant type situation. (laughs) But that meant that when he wasn't full, when he didn't have any food, um, his skin would sag significantly. And uh, that's pretty gross as well, I think. (laughs) I mean, nothing you've said so far is not gross. Yeah, (laughs) right. Um, In context. (laughs) But because of all of the food that he ate, his teeth were horribly stained. Uh, And this... Like, I kind of feel bad for this guy, because, like, we find out later it wasn't, like, a mental condition. It was entirely biological. Like, he had to have that much food for whatever reason because of some condition. Yeah. Um, So this poor guy was just stuck in this life, living like this. Uh, And because of all the food that he ate, he smelled really, really bad. To the point where I read one quote that said something like, you couldn't bear to be within 20 paces of him. Wow. And uh, right after he ate, there would, it, it, like a cartoon, there would be visible vapor that you could see coming off of him of the, uh, of the, grossing, the gross smell. What the? Is that, is that real? <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> Uh, so now, Josiah, you may be thinking, okay, Caleb, um, there's a guy who ate a lot of food. That's kind of an okay topic, but nothing nothing that was worthy of the Learn Me Something uh, episode, right? Is that what you're thinking right now? Um, sure. No, I, I'm not. I'm not, because I, I researched this story, and <laughs> this guy had a Sorry. full life. So you you know what's coming. Um, <laughs> okay, let's get into what makes this story really unique. <clears throat> so uh, eventually he ditches his thieves, does some general street performing for a while, becomes pretty popular. At one point he ate something bad and the audience had to carry him to the hospital. Um, like worse than a live eel or some rocks? Yeah, some well, something that gave him like a horrible bacterial infection. Oh, hmm. um, I don't know what that food was, but they <laughs> <What> <laughs> took him to the be? hospital. Yeah, and he got fixed up by a doctor, and he told the doctor, or the doctor was like, "What were you doing?" He was like, "I was just it's my act. I eat a lot of food." And the doctor was like, "I don't know if I believe you." And he was like, "Well, I can prove it. Just give me your." Uh, watch he had like this nice what's it called the the clocks the uh, hand like clock stopwatch kind kind of like that but you know the fancy ones where you oh a uh, pocket watch yeah pocket watch that's what i'm looking for um he had a nice gold pocket watch and terraria was like hey i can prove <laughs> to you my that. yeah mm-hmm. i'll eat that and the doctor was like um if you take this and eat this i'm gonna cut it out of you please don't (laughs) Uh, 
Anyway, so he's after that, he decides, okay, I'm done street performing. I probably shouldn't eat inanimate objects or, like, yeah. non-food objects anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, I'm going to do a service to my country, and he decides to join the French army. Um, Good for him. Yeah, so he's like, I just want to help out. I want to do my part for my country. So he joins the army, and he ends up, you know, they've got rations. They've got army rations, uh, and he really struggled with that. So he starts doing tasks for his fellow soldiers. He's like, I'll do your work for you if I can have, like, a share of your portion. Um, So he did that for a while, but it just wasn't he wasn't getting enough food. So eventually yeah. he gets hospitalized. He's exhausted. Um, so he's hospitalized for that. And the doctors go, well, clearly this guy has a significant food need. So they decide to quadruple his rations. Um, didn't work. He is eating four times the regular soldier every single day, and it still wasn't enough. And so to mm. stay alive... He's being forced to, like, find food out of gutters and the garbage and, like... He's just scrounging. Yeah, he's just surviving. Eventually, that's not working anymore either. They send him back to the military hospital. And they're like, listen, we're taking you off the line. You've clearly got some issues. Go hang out at this military hospital. Let some of our doctors run some tests and experiments on you for a while, and that can be your contribution. Yeah. So he says, okay. So he goes to the hospital. And that day, the hospital has set up this food for all of the hospital workers. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've got food set up for 15 people. And everybody's about, everybody's about to go eat the food that was set out for them. And the two doctors, Corville and Percy, say, wait, 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 wait. Nobody eat that. And then they say, go get Terari. So Terari <laughs> comes out of his hospital room, and he comes down, and they say, because they want to test how much Feast. he eats. Right, yeah. Yeah, so they say, hey, here's your lunch. Just eat whatever you want. And uh, so he eats everything on the table for 15 people, which included two extra-large meat pies Plates of grease and salt, which that's gross mm. to me. I don't know who would mm. just eat grease and salt. And then uh, four gallons of milk, which yeah, is, that seems impossible. <laughs> it seems like, absurd. Yeah, because the gallon challenge, you know that. Yeah, you try to drink a gallon of milk. Of. Yeah, in an hour, and like, and you it's can't. Supposed to be impossible, or. Really, really hard, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, I guess that's what happens when you have a de- balloon stomach. Yep, he decides to do four gallons of that, and then he yeah, why not? immediately fell asleep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nap it off. Um, af- after that, they continue doing some experiments and stuff. Poor guy, they're just kind of messing with him, seeing what works. Mm-hmm. They also like mm-hmm. feed him a lot of animals and stuff. Um, and he's just eating them because... Mm-hmm. He has to eat t- that much food just to survive. Uh, <laughs> okay. So uh, we've come to the end of the experiment experimentation phase of poor Terari's life. One of the doctors, 
near the end of this experimentation, Dr. Corville says, Mm -hmm. maybe there's a use for this. And uh, so he goes and he meets with a general, a guy named General Alexandre de Buharnes. I think it's Buharnes. Alexandre de Buharnes. He's the he's the general. Corville says, "Hey, we've got this guy, and we think he can be of use to you." So the general says, "Okay, and what do, what do you want to use him for?" And so Corville explains the situation, uh, Terrari situation, and uh, general says, "Okay, I have an idea." So they make this wooden box, this big wooden box, and inside of it, they write a note, then they close the box, and they, <laughs> they give it to Terare, and they say, hey, Terare, you want to serve your country? Terare says, yes, more than anything, and they say, okay, swallow this box. <laughs> so he swallows this wooden box whole. Um, then they wait a couple days, um, and then they retrieve the box. We don't have to go into the details there, but after a couple of days, they get the box and they open the box and get the note out of it and the note's fully legible. So they say, okay, we now have a foolproof way of passing messages um, across enemy lines without them ever knowing where the messages came from. <laughs> And how they're being transported. Because if he ever gets stopped and searched, nobody's going to find it. They're not going to search in his balloon belly. Yeah. So they say... (laughs) They take the box. They write a note. General writes a note. He puts it in the box. Says, Terari, eat this box. Terari eats (laughs) the box. No question. And the general says, okay. In this box is a very important message. Um, that needs to get to a general that's across enemy lines. We need you to disguise yourself, go across enemy lines, and deliver this message. And thus begins the uh, French spy phase of Terari's life. Mm, The exciting Which unfortunately was very short (laughs) because (laughs) they said... You're going to dress up as a Prussian peasant and you're going to go across <laughs> you're going to go across enemy lines. Um so they dressed him up as this kind of German present a uh, German peasant and uh late with at night present. with a present in his belly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Late at night they uh they say, "Okay, the time is now. Go, my French spy, go." <laughs> And uh, fly. So he he crosses enemy lines, and he's disguised as a peasant. Um, and he's try- he's trying to get to the general, but um, what they didn't really prepare for is the fact that he didn't speak any German at all. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, ooh. So he crosses he crosses enemy lines, and he's with all these Germans. And immediately, these Germans are like, uh, hey, general, 
<laughs> General says, yeah. He's like, um, there's this guy walking around <laughs> here. None of us have seen him, and he doesn't speak any German. You may want to talk to him. And he so, looks kind of scary. Yeah, and he looks really unique. So they uh, immediately capture him. And they strip him down to search him. And they don't find the message uh, because uh, it's a foolproof plan, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and so they're like, but they're obvi- Terari's obviously a spy. And so this part's kind of sad. They torture him for a while. And they say, hey, where's the message? What's the message? What are you, what are you trying to deliver? And he's like, I can't tell you because the guy just wanted to serve his country. And he was determined not to spill his secret. Wow. Yeah. He's like, I, I won't tell you. I won't tell you. Well, they torture him and torture him and torture him. And then about 24 hours later, he finally relented. And he said, okay, here's the truth. I swallowed a wooden box, and I'm supposed to travel to this general. And uh, then when I retrieve the box, I'm supposed to give him the note that was inside. Mm -hmm. So I imagine the enemy general was like, that is incredibly weird. But (laughs) let's wait it out and retrieve this box. So they do. General gets the box eventually. He opens it up grabs a piece of paper, reads the letter, and the letter said, I just want to confirm that you got this. Uh, if you did get it, write a letter back saying that you got it. Oh, my goodness. That's, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of important to see if it works, but I don't know if I'd say it's extremely important. Yeah, That's it turns out... Relative. Yeah, it turns out um, the general... The French general still didn't trust Terrari. So it was like a dummy message that didn't have anything important. (laughs) So poor Terrari with a wooden box in his stomach got tortured for a long time. Oh my goodness. Over a message that wasn't even anything because it was just kind of another test to see if it would work. Yeah. Um so uh enemy ger enemy general was really mad, um, so he said, send him out to the gallows, we're hanging him, I'm furious. We just went through all this work, and there wasn't anything even on the note. Um, so they sent him out there, he was scheduled to be hanged, and uh, bad guy general looked at him, and poor Terari was just out there, waiting to be hanged, sobbing, because he felt so guilty that he let his country down. And the enemy general felt bad for what they were doing to him, for what the French were doing to him, how they were trying to use him. So he Hmm. took him down from the gallows and said, I don't ever want to see you across state lines ever again, and don't do anything like this. Now go home. So uh, gave him his, yeah, let him keep his life. Terari runs home. When he gets home, he's just kind of in tears, and he begs the other doctor, Dr. Percy. He says, please find a cure. Yeah. I just want to be like normal people. Um, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so Dr. Percy tries and tries and tries all sorts of different medicines and remedies, uh, and he wasn't able to find a cure. 
And then um, I won't go into details here either, but there were some misconduct in the hospital from Terari because he was trying to get more food. Um, yes. So, yeah, he does some stuff, and Dr. Percy says, okay, just get out. I don't want to see you again. You're messing everything up. Just go. So, Terari disappears, and we don't hear from him again until four years later. The year is now 1798. Um, Dr. Percy, someone shows up at his office and says, hey, there's a guy in this hospital who's dying, and he wants to see you. Uh, and he's a strange-looking guy, and he smells really bad. And Dr. Percy said, oh, say no more. I'm on my way. <laughs> I know who it is. He's like, does he have stink lines? Yeah. Okay, bring him in. Uh, all right. <laughs> so Dr. Percy goes and visits him. Terari sits up, and he's like, Dr. Percy, what's up? I'm in the hospital because, well, here's what I think. I swallowed this golden fork two years ago, and I think it just got stuck in my stomach, and yeah. it's kind of messing me that'll, up. That'll happen. Yeah. So he's like, can you just go in and fix that? Like, can you go get the fork? Dr. Percy was like, oh, Terari. So he runs some tests, and he says, no, Terari, I'm sorry, you it's not a golden fork you're dying from. It's tuberculosis. Um, so he he Did passes he break away. It, break the news to him like that? Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm <laughs> it's sure. It's not just a golden like that. fork. Uh, you got TB. <laughs> yeah. So Terari dies and, uh, after that? From that? Terari dies. Yeah, he dies shortly later. Um, and the hospital wanted to okay, this part's a little gross but i'm gonna say it anyway the hospital wanted sure. to investigate to learn more about his condition and hopefully find oh, a cure yeah yep. but um he decomposed faster than the typical uh human body does and yep. they said that the smell got so bad that the doctors who wanted to research him said no, sorry, it's not worth it. And they left. Mm. And Dr. Percy says, well, I'll do an autopsy at least. Yeah. Um, so he does an autopsy and finds that Terrari's body was very different than normal bodies. Like his stomach filled his entire abdominal cavity, like mm -hmm. all of it, which explains why he could eat more than people. Um, it also was rubbery which let it expand with his belly to eat just about as much as he wanted. Um, his liver and gallbladder were also incredibly enlarged. There were some other gross things that I won't say, um, but when they opened his mouth, you could see from his jaw, you could see through his jaw down a large canal all the way into his stomach from his mouth. Um, so you could see into his stomach. Through his mouth. Looking through his mouth because the yeah. canal going to his stomach was so large. Wow. Um, and so then they decided not to look into it much further because it smelled really bad. And uh, But they came <laughs> to fair. the conclusion that he people had been saying maybe he was mentally ill for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, but 
they came to the conclusion that he wasn't. He was a normal guy, and his whole issue was biological. He was basically just suffering from eternal hunger, and no matter how much he ate, his body always needed more. Yeah. And uh, so that is kind of a sad ending. Um, the condition is known. It's only been seen in a couple people, and he's the only one who's ever been autopsied. But it's known okay. as polyphagia, which is a condition where biologically you always need more food. Like your body doesn't use food, doesn't use the food like it's supposed to. Yeah, yeah. So you have a never-ending appetite. Okay. And uh, huh. But that is the story of Terari, the amazing man who could eat anything, who became a French spy by eating secret notes. And then traveling across enemy lines. <laughs> I can't. That'd be so horrible. Being like hungry all the time. Yeah. And I'm sure he doesn't. I'm sure he didn't like love being known as a guy who like smelled horrible. <laughs> and just ate <laughs> anything that he possibly could. Yeah, I imagine but probably not. Probably didn't love it. But he, uh, there, he found some creative ways to make a profit <laughs> or uh, yes he did <laughs> attempt to serve the country serve his country <laughs> this is this is just a uplifting story of how you can adapt to any situation you've been given <laughs> improvise adapt overcome exactly that's, yeah that's that's more insane than i remember just some yeah. of the specifics that i've forgotten i yeah, yeah. i just <laughs> i googled it and read the first couple paragraphs of this one site, and I was like, man, just a guy like with a huge appetite who can eat a ton. That's kind of interesting. And I kept reading, and I was like, oh, he could eat a lot. And I kept reading, and I was like, wait, did it just say he was a spy? And I was like, that's it. That's my topic. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. So that settles it. That's what I meant by Kirby, as in the little uh, pink fluff ball that sucks up just sucks up everything yeah i get it now that's pretty funny i yeah i had it in my notes as kirby irl so kirby in real life kirby in real life (laughs) that's good yeah (laughs) that's what i would have called it (laughs) Uh, well i'm (laughs) i'm happy that i beat you to it (laughs) (laughs) it's it's such a good story it's it sounds like there's no way it's true it sounds so crazy. Yeah. It's also very, but, very funny that we both found that. Because, uh, like, that's a pretty obscure story and pretty random from hundreds of years ago. And mm-hmm. the fact that we both stumbled across that is kind of awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully this doesn't have happen too much, but I guess it was bound to happen eventually. Eventually. I think maybe it happened the, one yeah. at a time, but I don't remember yeah. what it was, though. Anyway, yeah, it's fascinating. Thank you for uh, shedding light. <laughs> <laughs> You've done been learned something. An import- important piece of history. <laughs> okay, just, what do you have, Josiah? Thankful, makes me thankful to uh, be full, to be able to be full. Um, yeah, a lot, I, a lot of things you take for granted. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, my topic, <laughs> once again, is 
way different. Not the same at Good. all. I love uh, it. My Mine's less um, informative, more persuasive this week. Ooh. Um, is it about salad? Yeah. It is? Definitely not. Nope, never again. <laughs> uh, no, so I will be talking to you about vexillology. Do you know what that is? I don't, but I'm interested. Okay, so vexillology. Vexilla. Yeah, that's a vexillo. Yeah, okay. Vexillology is the study of flags. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Bet you're. I bet you're excited about this. Okay, so it all started. <laughs> it all started for me. Uh, I don't know how long. A couple years ago. Okay. I was looking at our our state flag, uh, and I thought, this is a horrible piece of. I don't know. Sure, you can call it art if you want. It's so bad. Okay, so um, the the whole purpose of my talk today is to try to convince you that montana needs a new flag design oh yeah i <laughs> love it <laughs> okay so so it's your classic um in in the the nava the north american vexil vexillological association it's mm. what our flag is what they call an sob <laughs> a seal on bed sheet <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's got a Montana seal on it and then a, the bed sheet is just the plain plain color background. Right. So it's got it looks like it was created in Microsoft Paint. Agreed. Um it's it's blue with it says Montana in yellow Helvetica font and then the seal <laughs> is the uh what's it called? The Great Falls The Great Falls of the Missouri River. And then there's a a uh, plow, a shovel, and a pick, and it says Oro y Plata, which is gold and silver in Spanish. Mm. And it looks so bad, and I I don't like it representing my state because I like this state. Just and I, I think we should have a good representation, <laughs> and not uh, something that looks like a kindergartner made it. Oh, Josiah, and, don't and, don't <laughs> pretend that. Helvetica is not the greatest font ever created. No, no, it's Helvetica is great, but uh, I'll I'll talk about why it's a bad um, flag design. But you shouldn't oh, have okay. Any I'm letters. looking at it now. You shouldn't have any letters on a flag. One because if it's when you see it on the reverse side, which happens fifty percent of the time, it's it says <laughs> yeah, it says Anatnam. 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 Also, I just so, looked it up. Yeah. Um, and it is it is way worse than I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the uh, the the North American Vexillological Association has come up with a a flyer, some principles of what makes a good flag design. So there's there's five uh -huh. key principles. First one, keep it simple. The flag should be sim so simple that a child can draw it from, from memory. And nobody okay. can draw this flag from memory. But you think, no. of, think of like some, some good flags. Like Texas has an amazing flag, I think. Mm. Um, I have to be honest. I don't oh, remember oh, what it looks like. Okay. I'm just Texas kidding. They, the, uh, 
Okay. Sorry, that was a dumb <laughs> Texas joke. They have the Texas flag flying everywhere here. Yeah, which is it's great because they they have pride in their in their state, and that's like shown through their flag. It's but a decent Montana, flag, sure. Yeah, uh, Montana, you don't want to show the flag because it's so bad. Um, <laughs> Alaska's got a great flag, which is uh, it's blue with like the Big Dipper on it. Very recognizable nice. and simple. Um, you got. New Mexico has a really cool flag. It's yellow with like a red uh, symbol that recalls a Spanish heritage. It's from the Zaya Indians. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So these ones are like very recognizable, very simple. That's uh, principle number one. Number two is the symbolism is meaningful. So the images, <laughs> colors, and patterns should relate to what it symbolizes. Uh, mm. Again, I mean, we've got like, there's mountains and water and sky and sun and clouds and a plow and a shovel and words <laughs> and a pickaxe and grass and <laughs> it's just on, on the Montana flag. So the symbolism yeah. is there, but it's way over the top. It needs to be dumbed down. That's principle very number bad. three. <laughs> yeah, if <laughs> if you don't know what it is. Um, I'd recommend looking it up. Uh, principle number three is use two or three basic colors. Montana has, oh, I read this somewhere, like in the 20s or something, and that makes it really expensive to produce. Okay. You have to get, e- either get all sorts of different uh, dyes or fabrics for oh. when you're making it. Yeah. Um. Uh, principle four no lettering because if if you need to write the word on it then clearly it's not a good representation not of the good state. enough of course yeah if you need to like label it like this is a montana flag which they actually added in uh in the 80s in 1981 they added the the word montana man yeah Those which guys. you'd think they'd figure it out but uh and then the the final principle is uh, be distinctive or be related. So like those state flags that I mentioned, those are all pretty distinctive. And But yep. you can also relate it, relate it to other flags, like Texas is basically just a simple version of the U.S. flag. Right. Um, so, <laughs> so the Montana flag was actually voted as the third worst <laughs> flag of the okay this is the third worst flag of all 72 this is um provinces in canada u.s states and u.s territories and it was worth what uh ranked third to worst and then it was changed (laughs) to second to worst um shortly after that that's unfortunate so yeah yeah and some people actually tried to get it changed in the 70s or 80s but the person, uh-huh. the family of the person who designed it was like, no, this is a part of Montana heritage now, and uh, it doesn't need to be changed. And so eventually the people who were trying to like, who went to the the state government and were like, hey, this needs to be changed. They're like, no. And then, <laughs> and then they added the, uh, Holy the words shortly or around then. Um, so here... <laughs> Is my here's my proposal. 
I uh-huh. have I saw one this I found one flag that I think is so cool. It's a uh, bison skull that is like okay. a good representation of Montana. It's got a star in the middle, which is kind of like Texas refers back to the yep. U.S. flag. It's like as one state, the star represents the state. The left side of the skull is the shape of the left side of Montana, which is very distinctive. Nice, nice. Um, and then it's got a big blue... Uh, it's big blue bed sheet, uh, which represents the big sky state. And then it's got a little bit, little bit of gold in there, which pulls in the oro y plata, the gold part of that. Gotcha. So I love it. There's plenty, there's plenty that you can do to make a good design flag. Um, but my, my whole goal of this is to get enough people <laughs> fired up and, and convinced that it needs to be changed because, if okay so you i'm sure you've had people <laughs> moving moving to texas people come up to you and say oh you're from montana do you do you guys like ride horses when did you get uh, the internet do you have the internet do you have phones oh yes yes yeah that like that happens and i think a terribly designed outdated flag kind of contributes to that not okay let's be honest not a whole lot but if we had an awesome flag, it was like super well designed, I think Montana would get less of a old timey rep from people. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think that that would be a factor. Ooh, if you just look up new Montana flag, some decent stuff there. Yeah, it's it's nothing some, uh, as good as the lots, lots of M's and mountains. Which I think could work. Colorado has yeah. a C, which is very they they use that on everything, right? And then mm. California's is pretty cool too, which has has the bear. That's people have made that pretty cool. It's real. It's a little bit complex, but it's simple enough that it's just a bear in a few colors, and it could be improved. But anyway, I have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have created, based on these principles and guidelines, I have created a <gasps> learn me something flag. Yes, that's amazing. <laughs> and uh, okay, I'm gonna walk you through it. So I I kept it simple. It's it's a black flag, but it's got okay. an orange uh, arrow. Ooh. So it's 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 basically an orange triangle right in the middle that goes from the center of the top to the two bottom corners okay and but it's just a the stroke of an of a triangle so it's just the uh the points of it it's filled in with black got it got does it, that got make it. sense uh-huh so it's like a okay a line of orange that's orange yep, yep yep which is which is half of the orange square that's in our uh cover art right Yep, and then it also represents a mountain, which is uh, mm. we're both from Montana, so you got to just throw that in there. And of it course. also represents um, an up arrow, which can represent, or it is an up arrow, which can represent learning and uh, mm. like furthering education and uh, yeah, getting smarter. Which hopefully <laughs> you, <laughs> you get a little bit smarter listening to the podcast. <laughs> um. 
And then, an, okay, let's real quick, the anatomy of a flag. You've got the, <laughs> I bet you didn't think you were going to be learning this today. Uh, you got the left side of the flag, which hangs from the pole. That's called the hoist. The right side is the fly, where it's flapping okay. from. Right, right, um, right, right. The, right. F- the field is the whole empty space. And then the canton is the top left portion which is where the stars are in the u.s flag and the canton is where you put the most important part of the flag because that is going to be the most visible part when the flag Ah. is draped when it's draped so when there's no wind or anything that's what you're going to see most likely so for that section i put for the most important part i put little uh crosses or like plus signs which represent the listeners. Ooh, ooh, the most em. important part of learn me something. Mm. Um, <laughs> so that is the flag. We'll link it. I'll link it down below so you can take a look at it. Yes. And uh, I think that. <laughs> I hope. I hope. I'm gonna lose. I guarantee it. But I'm passionate about this. And uh, I really want to change the Montana flag. I don't know how to do that. Let's. Um, I've looked. I've looked into it a little bit, uh-huh. and other people have tried to change it as well, or like want to change it. But I think you have to get enough people behind it, and mm. wanting to change it, and not just like, eh, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I I'd like to change it. I think good design is important. And if you don't know this, I'm a graphic designer. So that's kind of <laughs> why I'm talking about this. Because I should, like this stuff. We should take it on as a learn me something challenge. Let's start like a okay. petition or something. Okay. I think we'd I think we'd start off by writing uh, the secretary. I looked it up. It was a... I don't okay, I don't know who it is anymore. Uh let me look it up. Okay. What's uh, funny while you're looking it up is that yeah. if we got people <laughs> if we got people to talk about this and be like, hey, this podcast wants to get the flag changed and people <laughs> wanted to go listen about why, they would have to first listen about Terrari, the guy who ate a bunch of food. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll uh, uh we'll just <laughs> no yeah it's it's only accessible if you listen to uh terari first learn about terari i should have picked a more okay. noble topic <laughs> okay so i've got a call to action uh okay the montana secretary of state is who you have to write to or call okay and her name is christy jacobson christy so the, jacobson the call to action is write to Christy Jacobson and say, hey, the Montana flag is horrible. <laughs> and everybody knows it. And it wouldn't take a lot to change it. You just have to, would rewrite some rules, some state laws. It's actually in the the state. I don't know. It's written somewhere officially where it has to have, the, the flag has to have Helvetica be the font. Like it's kind of written out the guidelines for it. Uh huh. So that that would have to be changed. 
But uh, or just get rid of any letters. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, just the whole writing for the guidelines of what the flag. Should I look gotcha. Like and that's all got to yeah. be rewritten. Yes. Let's uh. Let's. Um, this week or next week, we'll draft up. We want lots of people to do this, but we can draft up an official learn me something letter to uh, to the secretary that says that states our case of why it's bad and what a good map is and what we as a podcast suggest. Hmm. Based on research and the advice and guidance of the NAVA. Yep. Of course. I love it. And we'll uh we'll get people hyped up on our social media too. Okay. If we need if we need a petition, we'll have to call on the the listeners. If you need like a certain amount of listener uh like uh signatures or something. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. So we're gonna make that, this happen. That's, my, that's uh, th- yeah. I love it. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah. Um, I I in I just want so badly for learn me something to be famous for <laughs> the the group that changed the state flag. I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> How cool would that be? <laughs> um, yeah. If so it's the last I thing think, we do. Yeah, I think it's important to change. And uh, if you have any questions about vexillology, you can go to nava.org that like it's a it's a org it's a dot org they're official about it <laughs> it's a dot org north american vexillological vex why is the word so hard vexillological <laughs> vexillological vexillologic okay i'm done <laughs> <laughs> oh man that was fun that was an interesting one also one that i did not see coming (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm still looking at it it's so bad if you zoom in on it it's got mm. yeah it makes me really sad the circle is not even like a perfect circle it's like a hand-drawn circle (laughs) it makes me it makes me upset (laughs) like honestly (laughs) Yeah, and uh, you can just tell, if you're listening, oh, man, just go and, like, take a glance at it. Like, you, (laughs) the trees looked like something that I was capable of making when I was five years old. Yeah. Like, they're just green blobs with, like, a red square underneath them to be the uh, trunk. It's not fantastic. (laughs) <laughs> and then there's there's no like depth of field like right in front of those trees is like a massive log thing i think and no, then right in front of the oh oh yeah oh. okay i see it now and then right in front of those is a shovel and pickaxe that are for some reason bigger <laughs> yeah this is <laughs> this is very rough <laughs> I don't even care if I help design it or anything or if I like have anything to do with it getting changed. Like it would be cool, but I would Yeah. It just needs to be changed. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of colors. I see the glaciers, <laughs> right? And then yeah. the 
the water's yep. a different shade of blue, and then there's mountains that are just like a dark red for some reason. Mm-hmm. And the sky mm-hmm. is just bright yellow for no reason. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, let's make that happen. Okay, uh, okay real quick, give a 30-second pitch on why people should vote for you, and I'll do the same afterwards. Okay, 30 seconds, uh, starting now. I don't have 30 seconds worth of stuff to say. All I have to say is that... <laughs> Terrari just ate a lot of food and then became a French spy. <laughs> and I find that <laughs> incredibly entertaining. <laughs> it that is. I I I've thought about that story like just throughout the, the last couple of years, every once in a while. Like, oh, that guy mm. existed. Yeah. Just it's good to ponder. It doesn't really provide any information that's fun or like that's good to know. It's not really informative, it's just <laughs> We'll call my topic just entertainment. That's pure entertainment. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you should vote for me and uh, changing the Montana flag because it was sec. It was voted third worst, and then it got moved to second worst flag of seventy-two <laughs> flags. And uh, I think by upgrading the design of our state flag, people will potentially have a different understanding of montana and mm. makes some good publicity i think for yeah state. and uh it'll just yeah it'll bring people together i think uh you know what not that we need publicity because there's a lot of people moving here anyway and <laughs> a lot of people aren't happy about that <laughs> maybe we should make the map worse <laughs> <laughs> oh let's add just more colors it- um, or words and more symbolism. Okay. Uh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Somebody's going to want to make it worse now. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. okay so those, um, those are the two topics. Um, do you want to tell yep. people how they can vote? Yes. Yeah, so you can vote on our social media. Uh, so that's, uh, I almost said LinkedIn. We do not have a LinkedIn page. That's, uh, Instagram, Reddit, and Twitter. We'll have the voting live there. We also post some fun stuff. So go, uh, give that a follow to be entertained. Or if you're in a hurry, you can also vote through the link on the podcast app, whatever you're using. So just scroll down a bit. There'll be a link there. Hit that. It'll say, which topic did you like better? Push which one? Uh, preferably mine and then you're on your way um so two easy ways to vote there please vote because it's a lot of fun and uh because i would like to win again and then tell them josiah what the punishment for the loser this episode is yeah so since you'll be in montana when this comes out the uh loser will have to blast AC in their car for three days. Like you can't, you can't have heat in your car. You just have to blast AC on oh, the highest setting. Oh man! <laughs> oh, and for reference, right now, let me look up weather in Kalispell. It's eleven <laughs> degrees. It it was zero this morning. <laughs> Holy cow! That is, it's. It's only going to be painful for like 10 or 15 minutes, however long you drive. But the yeah. pain that you experience you will be up. severe. 
<laughs> you just have to bundle up. You'll be good to go. <laughs> okay. And hope that nobody drives with you anywhere for that three days. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't give you a ride. Uh, okay, so um, uh, jump on our social media. Give us a follow there. Also, leave us a review if you haven't yet and you've got a couple seconds. We really appreciate those. Um, and then <laughs> head over. Give a vote for your favorite topic and uh, get ready to petition for a new state flag. <laughs> Even if you live right. in, yeah, we've got worldwide listeners. Even if you live in a different state or even a different country or continent, um, this is something that you can choose to get excited about for no reason, just for, for sure. fun. <laughs> for and me. then someday so you can tell your angry. kids. Yeah, someday you can tell your kids, hey, you see that state flag in the United States way over there in the corner? I helped get that change to be better. <laughs> <laughs> that flag way in the corner. Okay. Uh, hey, it's good to have you back. I'm excited for you to move here. Um, yeah. To all the listeners, thanks for lis- listening and reviewing. And I'll see you next time. All right. Play us out, Larry. Larry.